0: We're going to think about prayer. We're going to spend a little bit of time. We're going to think about prayer and um, and I'm going to pop. I'm not there. Uh, I'm not going to. We're going to read some passages as we go through. So I'm not going to start with um, start with a reading. Um, we're just going to get stuck in and uh, and think a little bit about prayer. Um, it is a little bit this morning. Some 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 random thoughts. Thank you for unmuting me. Um, <clears throat> But that's where we're at, and I just want to really uh, get across to you how much uh, I feel that the Lord is calling us um, this year to achieve things um, by prayer. I want to start really with just um, thanking you for allowing me to reinstate my sabbatical at short notice. Um, It's good to be back uh, amongst you um it's good to see what's happened in the meantime lots of people to thank but if i started to thank one or two uh, i'd have to thank all of them but some amazing um work has has gone on amongst you i think you i think you know that and you you recognize that so thanks guys for for picking it up and running with things thank you too to the church uh for being one in the meantime i've kind of it was just struck me I was talking to a friend uh, in, in the last couple of days or last week um about how their how their church was falling out about whether to meet per- you know in person or on zoom or whatever and i thought well i don't see any sign of that in stains con we're a church who are together um and, and togetherness and, and oneness is so important in church thank you then to all those people who who've Organised things, thank you to the rest of you for um, picking them up and following them and and running with them. It's difficult to sum up, so I'm not gonna try really and sum up what sabbatical was like. I've been dealing with the Lord and that's been very sobering, actually. Um, I've been dealing with uh, uh, my own uh, heart and and past issues and actually that's been really painful. Um, I'll tell you a bit more uh, in in a little letter that I've written to you. um, I've reduced my responsibilities to EFCC. Um, So I can come back and and focus on being your pastor. Um, And and I'm really happy and and glad with that decision. But the one thing I didn't do um, over that time was think very much about Stain's Kong. And I tried deliberately not to think about it. I heard the Lord very clearly say, take your hands off it. Um, uh, So I did. Um, And I've tried not to spend any time in that kind of really um, planning thinking what was going on in the States and all planning for the future. Um, so, but there are a handful of thoughts in, in, in my mind and one really clear thought uh, in my mind that I feel that the Lord has said. And, and it came about that time where um, Sarah was obviously sa- thinking the same thing uh, and has organised a, a prayer for her youth group, but it came clear to me. So obviously it's come through to uh, to Bill very strongly and Bill... Um, uh, brought to you last week as, as an introduction to the service psalm 127 which we will come back to you later on um, and that is it is a year um it is a year for prayer it, it is a year for um for achieving things in prayer and i guess one of the first times i heard this was when um i, I was reading an article and it, it referenced matthew 6 so let, let me pop this um this is matthew 6 let me pop this up for you um, So you should know this uh, this passage well. It's the it's uh, it's Jesus teaching, uh, and what it what follows this immediately is the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but what Jesus says is, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door. And pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans, so they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need uh, before you ask them. One of the things I read during the first lockdown was that really resonated me. Was one writer said that um, the church has been. Uh, sent to its room we've all been um, sent to our roots um, and I think there's truth in that um, we've been denied many of our normal church activities at least in their normal form we, we've been um, denied our usual interactions uh, with others in many ways at least in their in their normal form but we still have um, direct access uh, to the Lord and I love this idea of kind of being the double meaning of being sent to our rooms, because, you know, you your parents, you know, you've done that. Um, you you've sent your kids uh, to their rooms and, and you tell yourself that in doing so, um, it gives them time to calm down and reconsider. But, you know, really, that it's so much about allowing you to kind of calm down and, and reconsider as, uh, as it is about them. Um, But I think the Lord has sent us to our rooms in a real sense. Yes, we can meet on on Zoom, but in the meantime, we can't meet, we can't achieve things through um, uh, activities. Um, It has to be achieved in prayer. The Lord has sent you to your room. So the Lord is saying to you, go to your room. um, As as Jesus has said here, echoing Jesus' words, go to your room and pray. And those things that you want to see happen in 2021, um, achieve them um, by prayer. I think it's the Lord's gentle discipline, amongst other things, it says that you fall into the trap of thinking that your activities alone will accomplish kingdom results. And you pray a little bit as an afterthought. You plan them and then you pray that they'll be OK. And he says, now I want you to do it the other way around. I want you um, to go and pray for those things that you want to see achieved. Next passage. So the Lord is sending us to our rooms and is sending to our, us to our rooms with, with words like this, really, on our minds. Unless the Lord builds the house. This is the uh, passage that Bill shared with us last week. Unless the Lord builds the house, uh, the, labors, uh, labor, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. When we're trying to do a building work for the Lord, unless the Lord moves in and through what we do, nothing happens. It is vain. Precisely nothing happens. So if we're achieving things uh, and, and, and we're not praying and if the Lord does not move through them, then all that activity that we do in a normal year is potentially pointless. It is is in vain. So we have to make prayer the first and best part of your work. So I was looking up some um, quotes from Hudson Taylor. Um, he was called uh, he was a, a missionary to China. James Hudson Taylor, um, born 1832, died 1905. Um, So about a century and a bit more ago, isn't it? Um, And he said, I've lost this quote. Here it is. He said, learn to move man through God by prayer alone. That was one of his uh, little um, maxims. Learn to move man through God by prayer alone. Now, there's a challenge for the year. Those things that we want to achieve, I don't know what's on your heart. Um, It might be that the the salvation of your kids might be that you want friends to come to the Lord. It might be that you want to uh, to, to know God better. Um, I'm sure there are lots of prayers for for the nation, uh, for coronavirus to go away, for us to be able to meet people again. Um, Learn to move things through God by prayer alone. And he says, uh, another of his quotes, it's worth going on the internet and looking up Hudson Taylor quotes. Um, He says, the power of prayer has never been tried to its full capacity in any church. If we want to see mighty wonders of divine grace and power wrought in the place of weakness, failure and disappointment, let the whole church answer God's standing challenge. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee greater, mighty things which thou know not. If you want to see God in ways that you've never seen God before, then the first point of prayer uh, this year. Sorry, the first point of action this year is to pray. What should we pray? Well, I want to just remind you of these two um, prayers uh, of Paul's in Ephesians. This is the first one. That's not done what I've expected it to do. Let's try again. Looks more like it. Paul, this is Paul's first prayer in Ephesians. You'll remember this. Um, He says, uh, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. It's a typical Paul sentence. The more I come back to Paul, um, he he kind of has a sentence which kind of starts here and it kind of goes off and it goes off uh, and it goes off. So it's just pick it apart. Um, He's praying um, that the spirit may bring us wisdom and revelation that, that we may know God better. So this is the prayer. This is the thing you should pray, I think, for yourselves. Um, going into this year, and potentially for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray that the spirit is is to each one of us, and to each of our hearts, the spirit of wisdom and and revelation. And Paul goes on to say that what he does is he enlightens our hearts. And our hearts are those inner places where where our desires are disordered, and quite often where we don't know ourselves um, and, and things are going on. Um, so one of the things that struck me um, first time around in Ephesians, and one of the things I think I wanted to reflect on it, in, in sabbatical was we're preaching on, on this on this idea of hope, that we would know that we have a hope, um, we know that we're going um, to this perfectly reordered world, which, which God is going to make uh, one day. And I was reflecting on that when I was preaching on it and recognising that, we talk about hope, and so often in the little things of life, my heart would move to despair. To actually try and do something, you think, oh, no, that's not worth it, it's never going to work. On the big picture I was saying I had hope, on the small picture, quite often my heart was moving to despair. Quite often your heart is not doing the things that you think it's doing or, um, or the things that you would hope that your mind is doing. And we need our hearts then to to know we need to know in our hearts in the deep places we need to know um, uh, about hope that there is there is an eternal hope there is a place to which we are going there is hope in the present there is hope even for our uh, bad habits on our fingers um because god gets to the deep places in us and and, and changes us paul says he wants the spirit to come and, and talk to you about inheritance I think in part that's talking about our ultimate inheritance, which again is is this whole new world, this perfectly reordered place where uh, all sin and all aspects of sin are are gone and they're being removed. But I think it means to some extent our inheritance now. We only inherit because we're sons and daughters of God. I I think Paul is saying, ask the spirit to come and tell you in in your heart, in the deep places, what it means to be uh, a son and a daughter of God. And we're going to look at that um, in the next few weeks. We're going to look at the idea of covenant in the Bible. Um, covenant is this concept which gets us to the nitty-gritty of what it means to, to relate to God as, as his sons uh, and his daughters. We've inherited privileges through, through Christ's work. Christ is the son, and through his work, we've become sons and daughters. We'll look at this. And Paul says he wants the spirit to come and reveal to our hearts the measure of the power that is available to us and at work in us. And it is the same power that that was at work when Jesus was raised from the dead. Same power that made Jesus' body alive uh, when he was a dead body is available for you to make you spiritually alive. And I don't know about you, but I don't think when you put it in those terms, I know a lot about that. And I want to know more. And I'm hungry. One of the things I prayed for going into sabbatical or just with, with, with tears in an elders meeting was that I wanted a step change in my relationship with God. I wanted a step change, not a gradual change. And, and I've seen some of that in, in the past 12 weeks. The other prayer uh, of Paul's in Ephesians is this one. He says, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in in your inner being. That's the same mechanism again. Uh, He wants the Holy Spirit to move powerfully in our inner being, in our hearts, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I trust that he does. But if he doesn't this morning, if you're in any sense unsure of that, you must ask, you must do something about it. Um, if you've found yourself th- this morning walking in a direction which is away from this, uh, away from Christ, um, dwelling in your heart by his spirit and inner being, do something about it this morning. Turn around, um, come back, trust Christ, pray for forgiveness. Ask that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith if he, if he doesn't already And Paul says, I pray that having been rooted and established in love, in the love of Christ, that you may have power again, power, that word, together with all the Lord's holy people um, as a body that we may grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Wants us to, to know how much we are loved and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. You may be filled to the measure of all the fools of Christ. Paul wants us to know how much we're loved. It's a love that surpasses knowledge. You can't get it. It can't get it by book knowledge. It has to be communicated to your heart by prayer. Yes, uh, the, the the prime weapon, the prime mechanism of, of the Spirit um, is the Bible, and so you need to read. But it's not about book knowledge. It's about a communication to your heart uh, by the Spirit that you are loved. Uh, You are powerfully loved um, by Christ. Enough for him um, to go to the cross. That's how much he loves you. And when you're loved, then you start to be filled uh, to the measure of the fullness of God. You start to look more like Christ. You start to live uh, a more holy um, life. So those are prayers. Those kind of internal prayers, I think, in a sense, you see there's Paul praying for the church, praying for the Ephesians. Can you pray that for yourselves? Can you pray that for me? Can you pray that for each other in Christ? As as Sarah was telling us, I I think um, um, the simplest help in that will be a list. (laughs) Um, A list on your phone, a list in a a book, it will be a, a list on your iPad. I know people are praying according to lists. Uh, a list of god's people of church members um we'll, we'll give you a way to do that also want you to pray for the for the ministries of the, uh, ministries of the church um and paul prays this about his ministry uh just very briefly he he says um to the colossians devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful Uh, And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, which I'm in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Then be wise in the way you act towards outsiders, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So let's pray for the ministries of the church. Let's pray that these ministries are really clear about what the gospel is. Um, And that gospel is there back in Ephesians, isn't it? Um, Pray that we'll be clear, Paul says. Let's pray for our ministries in in each of them, even as they they go on. So Lounge still goes on and F-Cod still goes on uh, and Espresso Church still goes on and services and hundreds go on. Let's pray um, that the, the gospel is always clear um in those places please pray that for the ministry leaders in the church that the gospel is clear um in in each of those meetings and leaders if you're not clear um then let's meet let's talk about it um let's uh, let's get ourselves clear and whatever ministry you're in and at the moment it may just be that you're in a ministry of, uh of of zoom calls which is kind of like um disheartening but pray as Paul prays that there will be an open door for the message pray that there will be opportunities then pray that you'll be clear when the opportunities come and pray as Paul does that you'll make the most of them um, make the most of all the opportunities that we get they, they may be thin on the ground but they may not be there are strange opportunities come in this time where people are thinking about life and death in ways maybe that they haven't before One more prayer for you to pray, short one. Paul says, as for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured, just as it was with you. Pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. There was lots of talk prior to 2020 about it being a year of revival. Um, Now, who knows what the legacy of 2020 um, will be? But revival comes when the Lord works sovereignly and the message of the Lord spreads rapidly and and people are are convicted sovereignly of their sins. And and we can't speak to to very many people in in stains. but let's pray for stains let's pray the people around us let's pray that the message of the lord does spread rapidly he can do it solemnly, even if we, if we can't he can give us opportunities over zoom zoom calls even if we can't um, pray for revival pray that the message of the lord spreads rapidly um, and that the lord will be on it so there's some things to pray how Well, prayer, sometimes we make it really complicated, prayer is simply asking the Lord for things. And of course you go to the Lord in Jesus' name and you go to the Lord empowered by the Spirit. But I would say one of the things I want to encourage you to do is to to awaken your desires rather than dampen them down. Um, Very polite sometimes as Christians, particularly in prayer meetings. Very polite. We pray about the things we we ought to pray for. But we only have to look at the Psalms, and I'd like us to try and use the Psalms more this year. Um, They give you permission to come to the Lord with ragged, honest, deeply felt prayers. So the first thing I'm just going to ask you to do this year is, is think about, spend a little bit of time reflecting on what do I want to pray about? What is on my heart this year? Um, And get started. Because the Lord can refine those desires. The Lord can change the things um, that are on your heart when you start to pray. Um, But but get beyond um, polite lists of the things you ought to pray. Get beyond the things that even I've said this morning and be honest about what are the deep desires of your heart. What are the things you you really want to see this year? And and go pray them. Go and go and take them to the Lord. Go and be honest. Don't fret about whether they're answered or not. Don't prepare yourself for disappointed. Just get to what is on your heart and then get that to the Lord. And we'll pray it on our own and we can pray it together um, during the week. We'll have um, opportunity for that. And the only key to prayer is to be persistent. Is then keep going, keep going until you get an answer. So that's what I want to stop for today, really. How do you want 2021 to be different from 2020? Surely you have an answer to that. But ask yourself the question, it might not. When If, you're, if you can be honest with your heart, if you can search your heart, it might not be. Um, the answer that you thought it was. And then I want you to just simply, very simply, take it to the Lord in prayer. Got a little treat for you. This is a song I came across yesterday. Um, Just trying to find the introduction. Written by a guy called um, Bob Corflin. Uh, He's written a lot of songs he writes for a ministry called Sovereign Grace Music. And there's a video that goes with the song and he says, it's um, the video we recorded is made up almost exclusively of people from my church who are processing the song, most of them for the first time as it relates to their own experience. This is not a video made up of actors. Um, He says, a stillborn child, a strained marriage, feelings of shame, legalism, loss, Loneliness, or simply having a heart um, that weeps with those who weep. So, just in the spirit of being honest with the Lord, I've got I've got a song for you, um, and the people on it, like I say, not actors, they're just people listening to it to the first first time and, and responding responding. Yeah. Just give us a little bit of time to reflect too. Oh, no. Faithful, let me pray, Father God. We are your people, but we recognize we are works in progress. Sometimes we feel there is a lot of progress still to be made. We are the unfaithful, the broken, sometimes uh, the bitter, sometimes hungry, sometimes uh, indifferent and we thank you that the truth is as we come out of christmas into a new year that christ is born for us this same christ is born for us he is born uh, to be our salvation to be our rescuer we are so grateful so grateful that we are rescued that we have christ Lord, we want to come to you this year and ask that things will be different. Whatever was that pain of last year, we ask you, Lord, that will be different this year. In Jesus' name. Amen.